What up everyone, this is the Twice Over Film Club and I'm your host Faraz. Today we wrap up the Best Picture nominees at the Oscars with The Father. By the time you're listening, the Oscars have already happened, but this episode was recorded at an earlier time. Remember to check out all of our episodes on all the nominees. This is our preview for The Father, so there's no spoilers, and our full discussion will be out next week. Alright, for this, it's myself, Fahad, and Yusuf. Good cadence. (laughs) Thank you. I've been practicing. For the three, two, one, go. Yeah, apparently Farn was complaining that I go, I, I don't go um, timely cadence. I guess cadence is the only word I can think of too. <laughs> All right, that seems like a typical Farhan thing to complain about. But <laughs> you're not saying it right. <laughs> it only happened once, I think. <laughs> so we're uh, doing the promising young woman, right? <laughs> you finally watched it. <laughs> no, but I'm ready to BS it. <laughs> no, we're we're doing the other paradigm now. We're doing the father, which is literally the opposite of that movie. So, oh, I forgot about to watch the father, oh. which fits in perfectly with the theme of the movie, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know the theme, huh? Okay. <laughs> Fahad and Yusuf, what's up, guys? What's up? Oh, hi. Sorry. Are you looking for your watch? Um, uh, I think somebody stole my watch, actually. So, <laughs> uh, I'm I'm a little bit. I'm sorry. Uh, what day is it? What time I is know, it? Making <laughs> joke of like a serious issue. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. Yes. Anyway, all right, guys. Welcome, everyone. We're um gonna be talking about the father today. It's the last film of the nominated Best Picture nominees at the Academy Awards. Um, it was also hardest to come by because it only recently uh, became available. This one is a like I was excited to watch this because it's like a 90 minute film and i was just like oh how nice like i yeah. just i don't know it seemed it seemed like less of a less of an undertaking less of a chore right to yeah, watch it yeah. Uh, yeah not that watching movies is, is ever a chore is fahad i don't ever put off <laughs> I mean, watching a movie that i'm supposed to discuss on a podcast or anything like that ever um i mean some movies can <laughs> feel like it's a chore so i was anticipating uh-huh. that this would be a chore you did okay did you did you know anything about it going into it no no okay i mean uh, i guess because of how little i knew about it or heard about it Uh and just seeing that it was nominated uh kind of looked at the cast um preconceived notions of what i've seen before sure and i was just like uh this is gonna be an oscar bait movie and yeah i'm gonna have to go like sit down and it's going to be a slow watch, and it'll be artsy. Yeah. And you know what? I thought it was going to be overly sentimental with, like, a poster that it had and a name like The Father. I thought it was just oh, going yeah. to tag the Oh, yeah, and just, like, the a little tagline, right? Yeah. But it was anything but that, right? Oh, it is sentimental, but um, not overly dramatic. I-, I was expecting, and this is, like, a movie that more or less came out of the UK, I think, right? So, yeah. Um, just based on the name and based on the cast and, and everything, I was expecting a movie about, um, uh, about like familial politics in like the mo- modern English family. Um, that's what, that's what I thought it was about. Like the father, like the patriarch and all of that. Um, so I, I, I just, I didn't even bother watching a trailer, which I often do nowadays. I just, I don't want to know anything going in, yeah. um, mm-hmm. which is, is sometimes nice, but, um, 
it's it it's it's uh it, it was not a movie I, I had no expectations for this movie i guess but even if i even if i tried to figure out what it was i was i was clearly off base um it has a lot of red flags for me um like <laughs> like you said like it just looks like an artsy movie and all of that but on top of that like it's uh it's a movie based on a play which i never like um and it is being directed by the the playwright um yeah so like that it just that's not a good combination for me historically like i I just i expect to see a movie that's like pretty much a recorded play and it's just not that imaginative um you know it because they try to stick to uh the format which was made for a completely different uh like medium right like i mean because like uh you know broadway plays or not just broadway plays but plays in general right are a totally different art um and it's hard to just translate that over to film so so going in and not even saying i'm not saying a thing about what i think about this movie it's just not a movie i really wanted to watch but i was like hey we we watched all of the the best picture nominees like there's one left and it's 90 minutes let's just do it right so that's kind of <laughs> that, that is the horrible attitude i came into this movie with <laughs> You say you don't like film movies, right? But I can or play movies. I can point to one at least that you liked. It was Incendies. That was adapted Ooh, from a yes. play. Yeah. Oh, really? And I think that's why it felt like overly tragic. Like it kept beating you that, with tragedy, right? I'm pretty sure the playwright yeah. also worked on the screenplay for that film too. Like yeah, not not like solo, but uh-huh. uh, like as a team. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, so well, that's a credit to that movie then, because I couldn't tell that it was based on a, a play because they must have done a lot of reworking in order to, to to build it up into, you know, the format that they wanted for for a motion picture. Right. Because of mm-hmm. how sprawling that story is, you know, they go all over the the world, basically. Right. Um, they're, they're traveling between so many different cities, so many different types of environments, which is not something that you typically see in a play, right? Because you have to con- constrain yourself to, you know, a few settings, maybe four if you're really stretching it, right? Um, sure. And so so that's like comparing that to, I think, uh, what do you guys think like the most famous movie based on a play is in the past, I don't know, 10 years? Like Fences comes to my head like immediately. Um, mm. And I think that's a movie that if you watch that, you can pretty much be like, eh, this is based on a play. <laughs> because it's all taking place in one place and like there's a lot of monologues and all of that you know um but i can't really think of another one off the top of my head right now fahad you're generally a fan of a lot of these movies in which Uh, are adapted from a play i i am these these movies tend to be more low-key right they're not anything that special but they're special um like one example i think doubt was also based on a play yeah okay that's what's philip seymour hoffman and i think um uh, like one that everyone will know is is Moonlight. Moonlight was was based on a play as well. Really? All right. Yeah. The the issue I think there and the reason there's I mean I don't know if it's fair to say that because that's not a it, it was written as a play. Um. So there's like a there's a you know there's a whole script out there. Um. I don't know that it was ever like performed on a on a large scale. And I think so. Like eventually they just converted it into a, a motion picture instead. Um. So that's kind of a weird example, but it actually was built, like the script was originally built to be a play. Okay. Yeah, so back to the father. The director's name is Florian Zeller, and this is his directorial debut. Um, And like Yusuf said, this is based off a play that he's written himself. 
you know, it looks like I mean, I'm not that familiar with him. It looks like he's mainly known for his writing uh, as a writer, I should say. I mean, I'll say this as a director being his first film, first full feature film. Uh, I thought he did a pretty phenomenal job. Yeah. 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 I mean, there, there's he has a natural advantage in a way, right? Because he, like he knows this material so, so well, right? At the same time, that can be a crutch because you have like one sort of, you know, one sort of interpretation or one sort of image built in your head about how you think something should be portrayed. Right. Um, and so that can also stand in your way. So it's it's like a, it's a very difficult situation, especially, you know, first time you're really directing a film. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it can go, it, I guess it, it can just go both ways. Um, I, I agree. I don't I don't think I don't think it showed that he was a total rookie in this movie is what I'll say. Um, oh, yeah. For right. Sure. <laughs> and so, I mean, that's that's a, that's a good sign because he was obviously he got he got this film because he wrote the the play for no other reason probably right um that that he was selected for i mean i'm sure he was one of the one of the motivating factors for getting this you know turned into a film as well but uh like that's the reason he's he's on this so um yeah i think i think he i think he did at least a a suitable job from that standpoint um you know without getting into too much there um it stars anthony hopkins and olivia coleman um both actors that I'm familiar with. Uh, Olivia Coleman most recently is probably known for The Favorite. I'm pretty sure she won Best Actress for that film. And Anthony Hopkins is Anthony Hopkins. I'm sure <laughs> everyone knows him. Uh, most recent thing, frankly, the most recent thing I can remember him from is West Westworld. Yeah. Uh, yes, yeah. Westworld, he was... Well, he was in um, The Two Popes, which was which was heavily oh, nominated yeah, yeah. Just, just two years ago, I think, right? Yep. So, I mean, and, and, like it's it's like you said, it's it's more that he's just he's Anthony Hopkins. Like, you know, yeah. he doesn't need an introduction. And he's saying that, oh, he did the two popes. It's almost like uh, that's like a fake way to describe him, because like there's so much more that he's done. You know what I mean? Not that that was a bad film, but um, he's just he goes all the way back to what, like the, the 60s. So um, and, and he just you know, he has range because he 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 has done emblematic horror films right he's in the silence of the lambs of course right 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 (laughs) not rice i'm hungry um (laughs) and then he he also has done all sorts of you know more more uh you know dramatic roles and you know he does tv shows he does everything he's just he's all over the place so besides anthony hopkins and olivia coleman in this movie we also get olivia williams rufus sewell imogen poots and mark gaddis and they're all like well-known actors and actresses. Yeah. I mean, Emotion, Emotion Poots. I never can say her name right. <laughs> Shout out to Farhan. Imogen. Imogen Poots. Uh, no, we, we had uh, Vivarium with her in it, right? Yeah. Um, and First Mark Reformed Gattis. also, right? Is she not in that? First Reformed? No, that's not her. That's man. not her. Okay. That's uh, Amanda Seyfried. Oh, right. right, right. Uh, and Mark Gaddis, I know him from Sherlock. Oh, that's where he's from. Oh my God, that was bothering yeah. me so much. Um, okay, perfect. Yeah, <laughs> so that's what that's that that solves that. Um, I knew Emotion Poots. I couldn't place her while I was watching it either, but I knew we had discussed it because of her name um, and the whole discussion <laughs> about Imogen Heap and the OC and and that whole nonsense. Um, so I remembered having that discussion with Baran. Um, but yeah, uh, Mark Gaddis, I could not place. So sure, like he plays. Uh, he plays uh, Sherlock's older brother in that, right? Yep. Um, as far as like a quick synopsis of the film, 
this film, The Father, it explores a situation, um, or I guess you could say a condition that Anthony, played by Anthony Hopkins, he's suffering from dementia, and or some form of it, I guess. They don't really go into details. Like it could be Alzheimer's, for all we know. And, um, you know, it, it has passed like the early onset stage of the disease, and we're kind of watching Anthony quickly unravel mentally as the disease as the disease progresses olivia coleman plays the daughter um the daughter's name is Anne, and she's kind of she's trying to keep it together for her father and for herself and obviously that's the difficult situation that we find ourselves in uh, that we're placed into right away in this film like we mentioned it's a pretty short movie so uh, it's not much of a setup. It's just that's what it is. All right. Um, you guys think we can go ahead and go with our scores and wrap up the preview? Let's do it. All right. For narrative, I gave this a 75. I gave it an 85. 90 for me. For writing, I gave it a 90. I gave it an 80. I'm at an 80. Acting, I gave a 95. I'm at a 90. 95. The themes, I went with 100. I went with 80. 95. Uh, aesthetics, I went with a 95. I went with 85. And I'm at a 90. All right, so we like this. Um, <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> yeah, we like this movie quite a bit. I am kind of surprised with some of how our scoring distribution is going here. I'm pretty yeah. low on narrative comparative to you guys. Um, you guys, or Fahad, you're low I'm compared low to me and Yusuf on themes. Yeah. Um, otherwise we're pretty close um, writing I liked a little more than you guys my tally comes out to 91 Yusuf is at the same despite our slightly different scores and Fahad is at an 82 so he still likes this movie quite a bit um, but a little lower than us I liked this film I, <laughs> I was trying not to not to be obvious about it up to this point until we yeah. gave our scores but man I like this film I, I, I was very very pleasantly surprised in fact, I'll say um, out of all the nominees, uh, Yusuf, are you the only other one that has watched all of them with me? I think so, probably. Uh, I think this is my favorite of all of them. Um, if, if it was me giving an award for like uh -huh. best feature film of last year, this probably would take it for me. Yeah, I, I was going to say like up to this point, I've been like, I don't know what I think. I just kind of don't want Nomadland to run over everything. <laughs> now I have a clear favorite. Like now yeah, I'm exactly. really hard for this movie. And yeah. That typically doesn't happen because, like we discussed, typically the the movies that are in the best film category, I mean, you just, the Academy has a specific viewpoint and those are the movies that, that get the best uh, film nominations typically, right? But, so I, I usually don't have such a hard rooting interest as I do right now. Uh, and I'm, I'm super excited. I, I'm actually very excited to see what happens in the Oscars now. Yeah, I mean, I know it didn't win at the Golden Globes. But I really hope it, it takes uh, Best Picture at the Oscars. I mean, for me, The Father, Sound of Metal are my two favorites. Father being the favorite. And then after that, there's like a mix of, you know, I like them all equally. Like Judas, uh, Trial of Chicago 7, Minari. Um, Mank and Nomadland are probably at the bottom for me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Promising Young Woman is above those two for sure. Um, but yeah, this movie was great, man. Like if there's a movie I was going to recommend to most people to watch i know we keep saying like maybe last year was kind of a off year or a weak year because of the pandemic and mm -hmm. all the lack of releases um i think this is for me the clear best movie i've seen in a long time 
and it's a clear recommendation because it's such a unique movie, right? Yeah. There aren't many movies out there that are so bold to put you in the headspace of a person under like losing his mind, his uh, falling into, you know, progressively worse states of dementia. Hey, um, you should just tell you about Memento. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's him recovering his memories through the aids of photographs. It's totally okay. different though. Like this movie is definitely a unique take. That's I'll say that. All right, everyone, that does it for our preview. We'll, we're going to get into a lot of details and discussion about this film next week on the discussion episode. So we'll see you then. Please watch this film, guys. Like, please. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually begging you this time. Like, yeah, you won't be disappointed. Like, I can't imagine someone being disappointed after watching this movie. If you're going to watch three episodes of crappy TV, that's, that's how much time it'll take you. So there, <laughs> I just, there's really no excuse this time. I just, <laughs> I'll stop now, but I'm All right. serious. Next week. Peace. Thanks for listening to this production of The Twice Over. If you enjoyed this episode, consider subscribing and sharing it with a friend. Want to see what your tally is? Check out thetwiceover.com. All the movies we've done are listed there, as well as what we're watching for the current week. Follow us at The Twice Over on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, where you can leave us any suggestions, feedback, or comments. And if you're about it, you can also support us on Patreon. The music you hear on this podcast is from Amerigo Gazaway. You can find his work on Bandcamp and Spotify.